I am a full believer that there's enough to go around. And um, I think for me in building the people in the community around myself, I have found just no, outpouring of love and and because we're all going through it. Like every single wedding planner, like this isn't just affecting one person. So I think um, taking a step back and also saying that I that I don't know what's happening. I don't know the answers. And my, me and my brides saying, I'm, of course, I'm not going to enact the cancellation clause in my contract. Let's figure this out. I will, neither of us expected this to happen. So let's figure this out together. Before we jump into the episode, I wanted to thank Red Tree Albums for supporting the podcast and keeping this thing going. Right now, this is the perfect time to be selling albums to your clients. It's the time to catch up on albums. It's the time to sell them. And I think Red Tree is a really, really great solution for you. I use them. I love their Hanamule Museum etching paper. It has this beautiful texture to it. I love their service. I love everything about them. I highly recommend them. Go check them out. Red Tree Albums are crafted by hand in Louisville, Kentucky. Go give them a follow on Instagram at Red Tree Albums or their website is redtreealbums.com and their customer service is great. Go check them out. Now on to the show. Welcome to another episode of The Photo Report. This is Braden Flynn, your host, and just in the process of bringing on people to be an encouraging voice to you during this time of confinement and business changing. And today we've got on Elizabeth Austin Davis, who is an incredible person, and I'm excited to have a chat with her and hear her story. So Elizabeth, welcome to the show. Thank you so much for having me. Yeah. Well, tell us a little bit about you and, and what, uh, and then we'll get into this little conversation. Yeah. So I am a wedding photographer. Of course, I have been shooting for the past five years. Um, my business is a little bit unique because I traveled to different cities to shoot this past year. I was named one of the rising stars of uh, photography by range finder magazine, one of the 30 rising stars. And I have just been very blessed traveling around the world, shooting weddings. And I have two little ones, Jameson and Janelle and my husband, they keep me busy, especially during this quarantine. And and uh, yeah, that's me. How fun. Well, yeah. So you were saying we were chatting before that you were saying your husband's job takes you moving sort of from city to city. And how yeah. is how has that really affected? I, I would imagine when you don't have your roots really in a place mm -hmm. for a long time, building a business. Can you talk a bit yeah. about that? Yeah. So um, my husband is an engineer and um, we originally, when I first started my business, I was based in Knoxville, Tennessee. Um, so that's where I started. That was like 2014, 2015. Um, and then he was on a rotational program within that business or uh, within his uh, discipline. And that took us to Pennsylvania. So we were there for two years and then uh, we moved down to San Antonio and now we are in, um, in Kentucky. So while making those transitions, I knew that because he was in the rotational program that we were going to be moving every two years. So I decided that it would be easier for me to pick a market that I absolutely love to work out of and that be my main market and then fill in the gaps kind of outside of that. So um, from the very beginning, when I lived in, um, when I lived in Knoxville, I decided that Atlanta was going to be the place where uh, eventually I wanted to live. And then <laughs> two, it was an easier market to break into because I knew people and um, it was, it, it's just, it, it was a good market. It was a healthy market. So um, I based my business there in terms of like doing my marketing, 
like doing editorials. Everything was based out of Atlanta and I would just travel back and forth. Um, I kind of picked up the DC market by being close, by being in Pennsylvania, which wasn't too far. It was like maybe an hour, hour and a half outside of DC. So being in Pennsylvania, just picked up DC as well. And then I'm originally from Cleveland, Ohio. So I work out of there too. So Cleveland, DC and Atlanta are kind of like my main three markets. And then outside of that, because I'm not really based in one area, um, I, I, I position myself as a travel photographer so that brides understand like, this is what I do. I travel to different cities. Um, and, uh, yeah, so that's kind of how I was able to do it. And that's how I still do it today. Um, we're in Kentucky now, hopefully by the end of COVID and everything else will be in Atlanta. That was the, the end goal of why we heat with the last rotation, but, you know, I've been able to maintain by doing it this way. And it's been really it's been an interesting journey, but it's been a good one as well. Fun. So I think it would be helpful for people, like, let's just assume somebody is thinking, oh, okay, I'd like to be in a different market. Or mm-hmm. it, I think it could also apply to maybe their specialty in photography. Is like, how how do you start? Let's, let's assume mm-hmm. you didn't have any roots in Atlanta. You're thinking about moving to Atlanta or you're wanting to move to Atlanta. What is your approach to building that business inside of Atlanta? Oh, yeah. So the the very first thing that I did, of course, outside of social media is I went there and I would just shoot there. So I would call venues and I would just go and take photos at the actual venue so that I have materials to market. So one of the things that I realized with brides is they search for photos online and they want to see photos of their venue. So when I was really trying to get into the Atlanta market, I would do that. I would have like maybe a post or two on social media where that were just photos of the venue or the exterior of the venue. And then that actually allowed me to build relationships with the venues as well. Um, The second way that I did it on social media is tagging locations, having those conversations about that location. Now, uh, because I have you know, solidified myself. And that's where my family is going to be living. Like on my Instagram page, it says Atlanta photographer, because that's what that's where I'm going to be. But before that, before I put that out there in the public, my my marketing was I'm a travel photographer, and I'm very used to not shooting in the same place twice, and really leverage my expertise of not shooting in the same place twice and communicating that toward to brides. And then the second thing I would say is hashtags. I think that that is still relevant. I think brides are still using that geotags, especially when it comes to, you know, the, the venues. And then one of my most favorite venues in Atlanta, um, I did an editorial there and use that editorial work to shoot at that particular venue. And I know the way that people use editorials now is a little bit different, especially when it comes to publications, it's getting harder to get those those editorials published, but I still think it's a wonderful marketing tool for photographers and other venues, especially if you are trying to tap into a venue that you wanna work in. Um, So that's kind of how I did it. And even now, like with me wanting to move a little bit more into destinations or into the New York market, I'm, I'm doing the same thing now, but just a little bit slower. Got it. That's a really good strategy. So, and then are you just doing that through social media or what are other things you're doing to sort of solidify yourself or, or brand yourself in that way? 
are you blogging? Are you, you know, any of that? Yeah, it's really just to, through social media. So I really uh, leverage my Instagram account. And then um, I would do Facebook, like just the auto post. I'm not that really good with Facebook, but it was really just an Instagram and then also dealing directly with other vendors. So once I would emerge in that market and I would get a wedding in that market, then I would have vendors that I've worked with before. And we would, you know, have conversations, maybe do editorials, like build those relationships with those vendors in that market. So they trust me. They know that because I'm traveling in doesn't make a difference based off of my skill set or my ability. And then what I do as well is I have um, a second shooter in each one of my main three markets. So it just makes it easier that if something does happen to me, I have someone that is available that I trust that can shoot a wedding or if I'm late or God forbid anything happens, I have that like safety net for myself. So that's kind of how I did, especially when it comes to building those relationships. I think relationships are king when it comes to anything. I mean, you could take pictures anywhere, but that initial getting yourself out the door, you kind of have to put yourself out there by saying this is where you want to be. Totally. Yeah, no, that's a great way. And I, I think there's a couple strategies if people go back and listen, I think combining the social strategy, which, which is what you're talking about, but combining it, we had someone, uh, Vanessa Kynes, who was talking about Pinterest and then I, someone else talking about blogging. I think it was Davy Jones and talking about SEO and how that all works. But yeah, I think if you, if you are really looking to position yourself in a new area or as an expert doing this, or maybe you're just, a, you know, not just, but maybe you strictly shoot one thing, like let's say it's families or maternity, but you want to get into weddings or you're shooting weddings and you want to start, you know, maybe not traveling as much and you'd like to be closer to home and actually establish yourself here instead of having to take a flight, which flights aren't happening quite as much right now, yeah. <laughs> um, you know, to be able to combine all those things and write an article, you know, you do do what you did go. That's really bright. And uh, to go to that area and get in onto the venues and shoot the venues, then have those photos. But then how how much even more powerful and this this is not discrediting what you're doing, but almost like adding to it is mm-hmm. then to write a post, a, you know, a blog post about it on your that is attached to your site, which then yeah. when people are searching for that, it comes up that way and then tie it in with Vanessa's strategy of Pinterest and being able to do that. It's one of the things that I'm a big advocate of, and I try to do it with what I'm doing now, like creating a podcast and creating content where you can do one thing that you could then use in several different platforms. So yeah. you did the work, you know, you probably spent the money or the the time to travel to an area, shoot the photos, you know, then if for people that are shooting film, you're paying money for that. If you're paying for models, you, you know, it's like whatever it is, there's an expense, whether that's time or money that are both that are being spent on a thing. So if you're using and spending that time, like, man, why not use it so you can do, you know, now you've got this same amount of content that you can use on Pinterest. You could use it on, on Facebook. You can use it on, you know, exactly. Mm -hmm. Um, and that's more of just like, if somebody is looking to, to really pivot in a different direction, I mean, that that's maybe, or, or even it's like, starting out, let's say you're just starting from scratch, like being able to combine all of these different strategies, I think would be really, really helpful for getting your foot in the door, out the door, whichever, whichever direction it's trying to go. (laughs) Yeah, I totally agree with that, especially with Pinterest. I think that sometimes as photographers, that's one thing that we forget to utilize as inside of our marketing, you know, strategy, because it's, it's huge. And it's not just, you know, pinning, you can also, you know, have your, your whole, whole business hub on top of that. So I agree with that. Do you use Pinterest? 
Um, I do. I do. And especially now more than ever, I think this past year, I kind of let it on the wayside. I think that's why I made that comment for like just my own personal, you know, growth in my business saying that I really have been dropping the ball by not paying more attention to it and not using those keywords and learning more about it because brides really are searching there. And they're also booking by what they're searching. They're not just pinning to pin pretty photos. Like they're using it as a a search engine. So it's took me, you know, a little bit of time to realize that, but it's definitely been something that I've seen a positive impact to my business by using. Yeah. Cause really when you think about it, the average, whether it's a bride, whether it's a client, whether it's whoever you're trying to market to, unless you already have that relationship established, you know, there's, there's only so many people that you know, versus the amount of people that are getting, mar- getting married. But yeah for the average person who is you're hoping would want to book you and they don't know who you are yet, you know, the, the first thing that they're probably searching for is what you said earlier is the venue. You know, it's either that, like that region or a certain, or they're searching, trying to find a venue in that region that they are wanting to get married at. And those are the things that they're looking for. So if you have content about that, if you've written reviews of a venue on your blog and taken the pictures and have them up on your site, plus your social media, you know, like that's going to come up when people search for that venue. And what what a great way to get noticed. Absolutely. I agree. Well, fun. Well, you were talking too about with within the travel and all the stuff that you've done, you've had different niches and or have had to change those niches. Can you talk a little bit about that? Yeah. So when I first started, you know, uh, my kids were really young um, and I was shooting about 30, 35 weddings a year. And um, at the time we were transitioning from Knoxville to Pennsylvania. So going back and forth between the two. And um, I decided that that wasn't really the, the way that I wanted to run my business. Like it was great. You know, first starting out, you wanted to get as many weddings as you could, you know, it was really just trying to get my foot in the door. And then once I got my foot in the, in the door and got more established, I kind of really honed in on, you know, how personally I wanted to live my life. And I think that that was the biggest change for me. I know that there's, you know, the strategy of doing a lot of weddings, the volume base, or, you know, being more boutique, you know, taking on lesser amount of weddings, charging more. Um, I decided that for me and the way that I wanted to, to live because I was traveling so much, uh, doing it the boutique way was the way that made more sense for me. So, um, in making that transition, it was a rough transition to make. Um, my business name was not Elizabeth Austin two years ago. It was something completely different. (laughs) And I changed my, my name. It was actually unique chic, which wasn't really, it didn't really speak to the clientele that I wanted to book. Um, I actually had a four day wedding. It was a, a, a nice paycheck and I lost it because they just didn't connect with my, my business name. Like the parents just were like, they just didn't understand it. So it was like a lesson to me of how much that perception matters. And so I decided to change it to my main name, Elizabeth Austin at that point and completely rebranded um, and really honed in on why I got back to the messaging of why I was doing this. Like, why did I want to be a photographer and really communicating that like I a hundred percent believe that I'm adding heirlooms to someone's family. I know that that's like super cliche to people, but like, that's really my fundamental, like why I'm doing what I'm doing and really, um, communicating that with my ideal client, because I know the type of person that I is my, my bride or my groom 
their first generation wealth. They really want their their guests to have a good time. And the photos mean so much to them. Like their grandmother may be coming out. This is the, the first in time that their whole family has been together in a very long time. So communicating those things to that bride and saying that this is important to me that you have those moments for your family while, uh, while also looking gorgeous. Um, so really honing in on that messaging and changing my branding to match where I, where I was really helped me a lot in making that transition. So it was really just a personal choice so that I could be at home a little bit more, um, shooting even, uh, 17 weddings versus, versus 35 is still a lot of time away. Cause those include engagement sessions and things like that. So just imagine being on the road for 35 plus engagement sessions. So that just wasn't working for me or my family. I can't imagine that. Yeah, <laughs> I, I know it. I know it well. The, yeah. Um, so, so part of that switch for you was you rebranded, which then brought your brand up to a higher end level. So then you raised your prices. Is that sort of what you're doing? Yeah. So I rebranded. Um, I did a, um, some editorials as well. Um, I knew uh, I already had some of the venues that I wanted to shoot in. So I really just curated what I had a little bit more refinely and um, honed in on my, my messaging as well. So I think the when I really the first thing that I did when I rebranded is I did a rebranding video because it was really important to me because before that, when I was unique to Chic, I didn't put my face on my Instagram page. I'm generally a private person. I don't really like to put my, I didn't at the time, didn't like to put my face out there. So that was another another negative point that brides like, who is this girl? They wanted to connect with me. So as I continued to move forward, I realized that it matters to, to my clients that they see me and they can hear my voice. So in my rebranding video, I just talked a little bit more about, you know, the way that I shoot and why I shoot. And that really helped me launch that change. And then on my website, I don't really have a lot of wording. Like I'm not a blogger where, or I don't blog with words. I just blog with photos um, just because it's easier for me and it, it works for me. But I know that for SEO, that's probably not the best thing to do. <laughs> um, but, you know, um, making that, that switch was um, something that took a little bit of time, but really having that break of saying, now this is the name and my video and really, you know, doing work and finding the publications as well that I wanted to, to get my work published. in. like, it was like, there was a lot of things that were happening at once. It wasn't just like one thing to, to be able to change markets. And it was over, I would say a year period like in, in its entirety to be able to make that clean break and uh, booking it th at the rate that I want it to book. Yeah. And so with, with the situation we're in right now with, you know, weddings are postponed and mm -hmm. there's a little bit more time. What, what is slowing down been like for you? Um, it has been eye opening to me at how fast I was really going. You know, because I, you know, on Monday through Friday, I'm a mom, like I'm here with my kids. Um, you know, I'm very happy to have an assistant that helps me like keep up with the, the day in and day out things of the business. But just being in one place has been uh, different for me because that's not that hasn't been my life for the last four years. So, you know, um, a little bit stir crazy, like I'm ready to get out and get shooting, but then also refreshing because it allowed me to take 
a look at things in my business that I wanted to get done, like the Pinterest, like we know that that's something I needed to be doing. So honing in on that and just trying to to balance the two um, of homeschooling and then um, working as well. Um, I've, I haven't, I won't say that I've, that I have, it's been negative, but it's been, it's been good, you know? Yeah. So, I mean, I, it is one of those things like going 90 miles an hour on a freeway and then pulling off the road and all of a sudden you're going 20 feels like, you know, or even if you pull off and you're going, you know, 40, you know, it feels like you're going so slow, but to almost go from like that high level of speed to having to hit the emergency brake, <laughs> you yes. know, there, it's, there's, there's such a, it, almost like it's, it spins your head for a little bit. I mean, I think there's been a lot of time of like, there's this refreshment, but then almost like this element of get, all right, it's time to get back to work. Yes. I mean, I totally feel like that right now. Like I'm, I think for me, when all of this first started, it was an extra heavy uh, level of disappointment uh, for the brides. And then also like I had some some uh, weddings that were going to happen in really cool locations. Like we were supposed to go to Bali in April and, you know, looking, dealing with that disappointment, <clears throat> excuse me, as, as a photographer as well to say like we were excited for that and then trying not to like say how I feel because I know the brides and the grooms feel 20 times worse, but, you know, in, in dealing with those emotions and even now saying to myself, you know, once things do get started back up, I've done so much like research and like just learning, like the one thing that I'm really proud of, of the photography community, the wedding community, just in general, is just how giving people have been. And even with their knowledge, like it has been really refreshing to be able to listen to some people I really admire and how they're handling it, how they're pivoting and things like that. So I've kind of tried to focus on that. I told my friends the other day, I'm going to graduate from YouTube University with a degree in marketing. Like that's what I'm doing with my time, really trying to make sure that when things get going again, that um, I have some, some level of of basis with my business to say, I learned something while I was at home <laughs> trying to yeah. do as much as I can. <laughs> totally. What, what sort of video are, if you've watched some videos on YouTube, what sort of things have you been watching that have been helpful? So on YouTube, I would honestly say, okay, outside of, um, the marketing standpoint, I've been doing some investing and learning how to use like Robin hood and learning about, um, what are they called? Options and learning mm. about that. But from a business standpoint, there's, <clears throat> um, there's this book and I, in the name of the author, um, escapes me, it's called uh, marketing made simple. Um, and the brand story and, uh, the watching YouTube videos about that. I bought both of the books and really just honing in on those things and making sure my, my messaging is clear. Um, so those two, I would say if you Google anything on, uh, marketing made simple, I think that that has been really great for me. Oh, fun. Yeah. And, um, Donald Miller has a podcast called, uh, story brand is what it's called. Story, yeah, yeah. Story brand. And mm -hmm. that that's author of the, both those books, but his, the podcast is really, really great as well. Cause he gives a lot yeah. of, you know, basically stuff straight from the book, but yeah, yeah. And that, that, if anyone does want to reference that, that book really, takes a look at this, the way that you are communicating through your brand, Absolutely. you know, what on your website and how it sells and how it, you know, what it's communicating. And they, it does a really, really good job of, of allowing you to just simply look at your thing and go, Oh, yep. I need to switch some stuff up. 
Exactly. I, I wholeheartedly agree. My number one recommend, recommendation out of quarantine, those two books have been really great for me. And part of the reason why I started looking more at at Pinterest to say that this is something I need to <laughs> need yeah. to get on top of. <laughs> totally. Amazing. Well, yeah. Well, what else have like anything else? I know you were talking about like lending a helping hand. There's this wedding industry has been great. Like what do you feel like are ways that you've been able to do that or other people have done that well? Yeah. So, I mean, for right now, I think for me, um, especially like um, during this time, the way that I have been trying to give back is just privately helping photographers through, you know, some of the issues that they may be having, um, helping them find, you know, a second shooter, if, like I'm not available. Um, so I went on live the other day with a, a, a big wedding blog. It's called Weddings on Point, And it was... Um, it was a conversation to brides and talking about, uh, you know, the cancellations and what it looks like for each vendor. So I think like just saying that we don't like I, as a photographer or me as a business owner, this is, we're all kind of in this together and lending each other grace. Um, I think for me, that has been the, the best way that I have been able to give information now receiving information. Um, I really have, appreciated just the lives of people, you know, talking just about where they're at and what they're trying to do. Um, I'm not so much pivoting at this point. I'm going to kind of hold steady, steady to my, you know, core, like brand messaging, because I'm having faith and hope that when things get back up and running, like the, the amount of, you know, brides that are postponing versus next year, you know, I think things are going to be different. Um, um, in the way that they book. And I think that the messaging of me as a photographer, making them feel comfortable, especially with me being a travel photographer is going to be a little bit more tricky, um, for them to say, well, I'd rather just hire somebody locally. I think that for me, it's going to be something I'm going, like I'm working through that messaging now. And part of the reason why I wanted to, um, I was working on marketing so heavily, um, but yeah, I just, I just really appreciate the, all the different lives that are happening. There's so many different things, so many different wonderful professionals that have been able to, you know, give, um, you know, information that aren't holding back information to other people. So trying to be that with as much information that I have. <laughs> totally. Yeah. There's, there's that element of, just having an abundance mindset versus a scarcity mindset. And when yeah. you have this abundance mindset, you're not fearful of someone else taking what you have. Absolutely. And whether that, and with that's knowledge, it's like, you know, having this podcast and sending, you know, giving a ton of knowledge or like you and me having a conversation. If, if we were to have this fear of like sharing our trade secrets that, you know, is getting me more business than you, it's like, that's not helpful at all. And plus it's not even true because there's such a huge market that is available that there's enough for everybody. It's just a matter oh, of, of how you tell your own message and then attracting that, you know, customer and audience to you. Right. It's, yeah. it's, there's, there's enough, there's plenty, uh, yes. you know, so it's just a matter of getting in front of that. And, and I, I'm a big believer that a rising tide rises all ships. Yeah, I agree with that. And I am a full believer that there's enough to go around. And, um, I think for me in building the people in the community around myself, I have found just no, outpouring of love and, and because we're all going through it, like every single wedding planner, like this isn't just affecting one person. So I think 
um, taking a step back and also saying that I, that I don't know what's happening. I don't know the answers. And my, me and my brides saying, I'm, of course, I'm not going to enact the cancellation clause in my contract. Let's figure this out. I will, neither of us expected this to happen. So let's figure this out together. So those are the kind of, kind of things I said that 2020, my, every year I give a word of the year and this year happened to be grace. And I feel like it couldn't have been a better, a better word for this year of just giving each other as much grace as possible. Um, especially with everything that's happening. And giving yourself grace is a big important Absolutely. one too. Yes. <laughs> that's that's the an area that I am poor at is giving myself grace, but it's uh it's always a strong reminder to do that. Mm-hmm. I totally agree. Oh <laughs> uh, well neat. Well, thank you so much for coming on and sharing. It was really encouraging for me to hear, and I know for other people listening and encouraging as well. But where well, can I, yeah. I'm sorry. <laughs> I was going to just say, where where can people find out more about you, follow you on socials and all that fun stuff? Yeah. So um, on Instagram, I'm Elizabeth Austin photo. And then um, my photography was, website is elizabethaustinphotography.com. Fun. We'll go on over there and give her a little shout out. And um, yeah, thanks for sharing your info. Would love some a new feature that we have on here that I've been trying to get y'all to do is there's the ability to leave a voice message on that I can then hear and then play back and hopefully it'll be like Elizabeth if it was you you would be able to say hey it's Elizabeth hey I've got this question and then I would be able to use that audio portion for a clip in the podcast and then answer questions directly which I think will be really fun so you just go to thephotoreport.com/message and it'll take you right there. So that'd be fun. Hopefully you do that. But thank you all for tuning in. Hang in there. Stay well, be well, and go learn something while you're while you're hanging out at home. <laughs>